not, not, bitch, let me hit home. This is for the girls getting money. This is for the girls that don't need no man. This is for the girls that's in love with yourself. This is for all the girls that done did it by themselves. This is for all the girls that's I N D E P E N D N T. This is for all the girls that be living stress free. This is for all the girls on a mission like me. This is for all the girls around the world. This is for the girls. This for all the girls around the world. No negativity around me High frequency I'm talking high energy of the yeah, yeah. Good energy I don't need no negativity around me High frequency I'm talking high energy of the Welcome to Girl Talk, a platform for women to speak and be heard. I am your host, Unique J, a.k.a. The Survivor's Coach. Before we get started, let's go over some locker room rules. First and foremost, I am not an expert at anything, but I'm experienced at a lot of things. This is a judge-free zone. Jesus is popping to me, not up for debate. With that being said, hey ladies, let's talk about it. Welcome, welcome. Um, as stated in the intro, I am your host, Unique J. Um, we have a different type of episode today. So um, before we get started, we're going to go into, um, I want to give a content warning. Um, the episode may contain some content, may, may be uh, traumatizing. Um, so viewer discretion is advised. So, with that being said, let's get started. Um, today we have our guest, which is my therapist, Miss Lashana Townsend Alfred, um, who is here with us today, and we will be having a live session today. Um, Lashana is not just a licensed independent social worker with supervision, but she is also a minister, an author, and entrepreneur. Um, so, welcome to Girl Talk. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Oh, okay. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, we always go into what our play of the day is. And so today our play of the day is if my mind ain't right, I ain't right. So um, that's like our little thing to get the basically to introduce the show. Um, the goal for the episode today is just to give a glimpse of what a therapy session look like. Um, and it's part of my my self-care. So I hope my transparency will help someone else. So um, we are going to start a new session, <laughs> a new segment um, that we just started, which is Locker Room Talk. And Locker Room Talk is where we ask our guests a few questions to get to know them. So, <laughs> no, <word>. no. <laughs> nope, you don't get no warning. Locker room talk. Okay. We about to talk. Locker mm -hmm. room talk. Okay, so uh, our first question is a three parter. Okay, uh, where are you from? I am from Toledo, Ohio. And how long have you been a therapist? I have been a therapist over 15 years. Okay, and do you have a spouse and children? Yes. Grandchildren? Yes, I okay. have a spouse, mm -hmm. I have 
four children, and I have three grandchildren, four grandchildren now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Yes. Yes, thank yes, you. yes. Okay. And how long have you been married? I have been married 15 years. Okay. Happily. All right. <laughs> All right. Now. <laughs> All right. So um, describe yourself in three words. Ooh. Inspiring. Okay. That's good. Empowering. Ah, that's good. Uh, and caring. Okay. Okay. All right. And then here's our last question. What motivates you? Oh, I am motivated by um, my love for Christ. So everything I do, I do it because of my love for Christ. Okay. That's what's inspired, what inspires me. <laughs> All right. That's what connected me to you as a therapist, which we'll get into. Um, but before we get started into everything, um, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. Mud Talk is the only show that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion and keeping your ears to the streets while you grind and shine. Hosted by Big T, Shay Renee, Amy and your boy Red. Be sure to tap into Mud Talk every single Friday starting at 8 p.m. live on Facebook and YouTube. And catch us the next day wherever you stream your podcast. background of how I ended here. Um, so I was on a spiritual journey uh, about three years ago. I did some Bible study classes, um, took some um, self-improvement classes, and um, I was doing fine. And as y'all know, I always speak about therapy. I'm highly always about therapy and my therapist. She dope in real life. But um, <laughs> so I just got to a point where I felt stuck and I felt like I needed some assistance. So let me back up a little bit. Before then, I went to a therapist and um, I was explaining to a, a male therapist and it he told me that me mourning my mother, um, I shouldn't still be doing that at this as she's been deceased for so long. So it put a bad taste in my mouth and made me not want to go to therapy no more. So, as I said, I, I started this spiritual journey, took some classes, did some you know, self-improvement, some self-healing. Um, and I got to a point where I felt stuck. And as I'm meditating on the word and meditating and building my relationship, um, if you're mostly you all know, I have a book, um, two books published, and my first book was all about my trauma. So it was easy for me to speak on my trauma because everybody knew that already. Um, but I, when I got to a place and I got to sitting and I meditate, and I, God told me that I needed to heal from my core. And so since April, 
I've been every month coming and we've been having sessions for me to heal from my core. So this is how we started and how we got to here. So now we're going to go into our session. I'm going to pull this into closer to me. And I just want to say, um, I like how you just started off with helping the audience understand how you were on a spiritual journey. And a lot of people will find themselves on a spiritual journey, but still wondering what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so counseling brings in that other part, that deeper rooted part. You right. know, so I appreciate you sharing that part, too. But welcome. <laughs> welcome. Yeah, we're going. So don't hold me if I don't look at y'all too much because we in a session. Yes, ma'am. So I'm going to show this is a glimpse of what a session looks like. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay, so tell me, how have you been doing since our last session? Okay, so I don't need my notes now. Okay, so in our last session, we was talking about um, me and um, my parents and, you know, being not really shown um, love and affection and how I struggled with that because when I did something good, my mother bought me something. When I did something good, my dad bought me something. So I based love on things. Um, and so we were talking, we were discussing that. And um, after re- listening to the book, um, Killing Comparison by Nona Jones, it, it, it made a lot of sense that I would be a people pleaser and giving so much of me because I based that on love. I based me buying expensive gifts to people on showing my love. This is how I'm showing my love to people. Um, But I also, as I've gotten older, I've also realized that doing that is um, you really, it's it's not condition, it's not unconditional, it's conditional. Okay. Because if I'm doing good with you and I'm happy with you, I don't mind showing and showing you my love and my appreciation. But now if you didn't make me mad and I don't want to be bothered with you, I don't want to get you nothing. I don't want to support you. I don't want to do none of that. And that's not what love is. Yeah. Yeah. Share um, how you, um, the struggle that you had, like even with embracing children because of that, their upbringing. So because I wasn't never really given, I wasn't never, I'm not going to say I wasn't never given. I wasn't really shown love and affection. It hindered me um, once the babies got a certain age. It was easy for me to show love and affection to babies because they're so cute and cuddly and, you know, but once they hit a certain age, it's like it was hard for me to, even with my own kids, it was hard for me to embrace my kids and tell my kids I love them. I just would buy, buy, buy. Like, um, it's the same cycle of what my mother did. I remember being in a fourth grade and having a, a real Louis bag. So like I, I bought my kids, I bought my kids and then it got to a point where what clicked was when I started this healing from my core journey, um, as I was self-reflecting on my own self and picking a piece, me pulling the layers off of me, 
um, I had to call my kids and apologize. Like, I'm sorry that I, you know, I didn't, we need to do this more. We need to say, I love you more. We need to embrace each other more. And my kids said, mom, we do. You just don't. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that hit me. Yeah. That hit me hard. Mm -hmm. So as I began to pray for restoration and just pray and asking God to lead me, it's easy now. Mm -hmm. Like we, my sister, my kids, we got a group chat. We text every day. We talk every day. We say, I love you. We embrace each other. Like it's easy for me now, but it was a time that it wasn't. Right. Right. And so from that last session, have you had any dreams or, you know, any fresh revelations since? Yeah. I had a dream um, <laughs> with you in it. <laughs> um, yeah, I did have a dream with you in it. And it was mostly, I, so I've been meditating on making sure that I'm going the right direction, making sure that my walk match my talk, my talk match my walk. So as I had um, was meditating and um, just praying on it, God speaks to me in visions. And I had a vision that... Um, I was going through darkness, but it was light on the other side. And there were two people who were guiding me in the right direction. One was you. One was Jasmine Pope. Shout out to Jasmine Pope. Yeah. So they were guiding me in the right direction. Um, and so I knew from there I'm, I'm moving the right way. Okay. Okay. What um, progress um, have you noticed since you started? So since we started, you know, I was real big on we I was focusing on how do I feel if someone didn't need my help? Mm, yes. And now I'm at a place where I'm so peace. I'm at peace. Like no matter the hell that's going on around me, I'm at peace. Like I've experienced some situations where the old me would have been like, oh, my God, worrying. And, and now I'm just like, I got it. Yeah. Like, I'm at peace with it. I'm okay with it. I ain't stressing over nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, right? Because did you realize that you, how you were moving, that it was really because you wanted um, something? It gave you some type of sense of acceptance or so so yeah so I um because I didn't get the appreciation like verbal appreciation or anything I seeked validation and so I would go take a class and get a degree or go do, get a certificate don't even I got so many certificates that I don't even do nothing with <laughs> But in the moment, I'm getting praise and I'm getting validation and I'm on a high. And then when that high goes, it's like, okay, what I'm supposed to do now? Mm -hmm. So then I'm trying to find something else to do, which made me realize I was basing love on unsecure things and unsecure people. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so how has journaling helped in this process? Well, I've been journaling since I was little and journaling mm -hmm. always helped because me and my mother really didn't have, I didn't feel comfortable talking to my mother about certain things just because she was sick. So I didn't want to put my stuff on top of her stuff. So I journaled um, and we would have 
a journal, a book where we talked to each other through the book. If it was something that I felt I wasn't comfortable telling her, but I needed to tell her. Like I would always, I always had an outlet, which was with my my aunt, my treat's mother. I always had an outlet with her. I could tell her anything and she would always make me know as long as it's not nothing that's going to harm you, your mother would never know. This is between us. So I always had an outlet, but I never really had that that outlet with my mom until I got older. And then my aunt also was one who shows affection. So it wasn't like I didn't know what affection was, mm -hmm. because when you go to my aunt house, you coming in and you saying you giving a hug. Mm -hmm. She greeting you with a hug. And before you leave, she going to tell you I love you. You're going to hug her and she's going to tell you I love you. So I, I knew what affection was. So I was I was able to experience it. I knew what it was. It just wasn't shown often. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, what are you noticing right now? Just with you. Let me pause for a second. What are you noticing? Um, more so that I just want to help people. So I'm hoping that my story can help somebody. My transparency can help somebody else. Yeah. And to like just show my vulnerability. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, in Toledo, you get these titles and these names and all this, but at the end of the day, we all people. Yeah. We yeah. all feel emotions. We all battling something. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to come talk to somebody who don't really know your insides that but can give you the tools that you need we got so we put so much stigma on therapy as you oh you crazy right no this is i need to release something to help me get to a better me yeah and that's my biggest thing i want to be the best me that i can be because i can't have this falling on my grandkids mm. yes it's yes. bigger than me yes yes Absolutely. Absolutely. And so as we're, as we're moving um, forward, how have you been doing with um, the grief? You know, you know how you said you experienced other therapists saying that. How have you been doing lately? Um, it comes in spurts. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have moments like the other day, I had a moment where I was really, um, I was really grieving my goddaughter like and I don't really talk about her um a lot and I think the fact that I just I ain't really dealt with it for real okay yeah. I ain't really dealt with it for real because although she was my goddaughter she was like my first daughter like she practically got part of my name named after me was born on my birthday like so to come to the hospital and to get a call to come to the hospital and as I'm coming in the hospital room coming in the ER her mother in the corner which is my god sister in a fetal position crying and praying and it's just chaos and I'm like what's going on what's going on what's going on and then the doctor come in and say she gone that ain't really it ain't I ain't dealt with that yet yes Yes, yes. And that's one thing um, a lot of people don't understand about grief, right? Grief, it, it comes and it has so many different forms. And so it's not about 
time, right? Right. It's not about time. It is about you allowing yourself to experience it, right? And you will go through the anger. You will go through um, the shock, you know, of everything. You will go through the acceptance. And it's not like phases as, oh, I went through that phase. I went through my anger phase. I went through. No, sometimes you will get it at a place where you're accepting it. Then you'll go back to angry. You know? I, I was there. Yeah. I had accepted it. And then I got to a place where I was angry because I'm like, I just had talked to her a couple hours before it. And she just had dropped her baby off to my daughter. Like. Why would I went there? And, and it's the same thing with my with my god brother Gene. Mm-hmm. We was always there to protect each other. I went there, so that bothers me. And although I know they say like you couldn't have stopped it, it was already destined. I know all of that, but it still don't take that feeling of why did this happen? Like why did this happen to him? Mm-hmm. Like, but you also said something right that when I'm listening. I'm listening to certain words, certain things that we tell ourselves that actually kind of drive us in this thing called life. And you said, I wasn't there, you know, thinking like, okay, I should have been there as Mm -hmm. if it's your responsibility. And I wonder how does that show up in your life with the people that's in your life now where you feel like I got to be there? It was a big, big, that was a big thing for me at, at one point. It was, especially if it was like my kids or my husband, like I'm jumping up, I'm jumping up. But now, um, just because of I don't want to get in my own way because I was here before, like I know I missed my mark. I know I missed it. I know I missed my calling before. I know I missed it. I don't want to miss it. So I want to do whatever God wants me to do in this present time. It's a saying that, uh, uh, who is it? Nipsey Hussle, Lauren London. She like, I just want to do what God wants me to do in this present time. And that hit me because that's what I want to do. I don't want to be in a way. I don't want to do move because what I learned is sometimes we got to go through lessons. And if I'm always trying to protect you so you don't bump your head, how are you going to learn? And I could be blocking your blessing and I don't ever want to do that. Right. Right. Yes. And so help me understand how you process. So you said the other day you were thinking about your goddaughter. Mm-hmm. Bring us, or bring me into that space. What did you notice? So what I noticed was um, I was cleaning out my phone. I was cleaning out pictures of my out of my phone and I have probably over 50 some pictures of her in my phone. So I was cleaning out my phone, pictures of her, pictures of Jean, pictures of my mother, my kids, everybody. And um, I had literally <laughs> 1,500 pictures in my phone. So I had bought this uh, USB chip to download my pictures to there so it can take, take them on my phone. And I came across this picture of me and her. And it's the last picture that me and her took. And um, I don't know. I just started. I just started crying. Um, I don't know where, and uh, I sat in that for a minute. Normally, when I get to them points, I sit in it and I go through the process, mm-hmm. and I'll journal afterwards. Okay, okay. Did you journal? Yeah. Okay. Did, yeah. 
Can you share any insights or any new things that came up? Yeah, so I was journaling. You know, I always bring my book. Y'all, this ain't no show. I really do always have this book with me. <laughs> um, I was journaling and it was just like, uh, God was just like, it, it's nothing I could do. Which I know that because he gave me that before with my mom. Like, it's nothing that we can do. We cannot, we are, what when we are born, our death date is already given to us. We just don't know how or when. So, um, it was like, you know, it's, it, it was nothing I could do, but to, I think more so of, I don't really know the whole story of how she passed. I think that's the problem that weighs on me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the unknown. It's the unknown. Okay. Okay. It's the unknown. When you think about that picture though, what, what? emotion is associated with that time when you and her was there together it was like me and my baby mm-hmm. me and my baby and she was pregnant so okay. it was like me and my baby okay. like literally I that was my first kid yeah like her mother had her when she was 15 so okay. like yeah before I had kids that was my kid okay so that last time that y'all was together y'all was just talking laughing laughing enjoying that we was at her mom's uh wedding Okay. So it was it wasn't like it was a sad moment. And yeah. we would always like I still have her text messages yeah. in my phone. Mm-hmm. And like she would say, uh, she had just texted me uh, from her baby shower gift, like, oh my God, you outdid yourself. You did all of this. Thank you so much. Like I love you. Like it just yeah. the unknown yeah. of not knowing like mm-hmm. what really, like how right. did you really leave here? Right. I want you to notice what happened when you were talking about like just the unknown and like I wasn't there and all of that versus when you were talking about the last time y'all talked and you know how she texted you about the baby shop baby gift and all of that did you know notice a difference yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. so this is the thing right because again our lives change when people leave right mm-hmm. whether that's a physical death, um, a separation, our lives change. And so we can choose to focus on that, which is out of our control, this whole thing of, man, I don't know what really happened, this, Mm -hmm. or we can choose to focus on that last time. And that's what my, (laughs) you always doing that. (laughs) That's what my, that's basically what God told me, cherish my memories. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. That's so important. Cherish my memories. Yeah. Because it's like, Hold on, I want to live right. for the person who is no longer with me. Right. And I share with you, my mom was murdered and I grew up angry. But I had to realize, wait, the person who murdered my mom is murdering me mm. if I don't choose to live. Mm. Right. And so now every accomplishment, I look at it as my mom is living vicariously through me. And so you hold That's it. That's how to I that. do with my mother. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everything I do, I'm like, I'm want to make my mom proud yes yeah it makes my mom proud so yeah, yeah I, I yeah. get it I get yeah. it with that I think it's more so um I had time with my mother okay okay like I made a decision to pull the plug on my mom okay so I was able to get in the hospital bed with her mm. to hold her in my arms okay. to talk to her and rub her head and 
I said, mom, we going to be good. Go home. And my mother took her last breath and a tear came out her eye. So I was okay. I was able to have that strength for my nine-year-old sister. I was okay with that. It's the fact that I didn't get that time with them. Mm -hmm. And that's why I tried to make sure. That's why restoration was a big thing for me, for me and my my sibling. Because it's just me and my sister with my mom. I have other siblings with my dad. She has other siblings with her dad. But we're the only two that got my mother blood in us. So it was big for me and her to restore our sisterhood and to be genuine. Yes. To be genuine, to genuinely love each other. Um, And with my daughters, because tomorrow I ain't promised to nobody. Yes. 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 And that's so important. And I want you to just pause for a second. Mm -hmm. And I want you to just scan and just notice what's happening. And then I want you to just share with me what organically comes up. Like where where is your focus right now? What organically comes up for you? My focus right now is really me. It's really being the best version of me. It's really healing from my core so that I don't bleed on nobody else. Yes, yes, that's so important. And I'm glad you said that because when your focus is on you, anything that will come to um, make you think about yourself that's other than what you know you are, um, anything that comes to distract you, from what it is you believe God is um, calling you to and calling you to do, then you know, okay, wait, no, I can't even give it my energy, mm-hmm. right? And so when you said my focus is on me right now, that's good. Yeah, because remember, my three months was up. I was like, I got, I'm coming in here to heal from my core. I got a 90-day assignment, and here we are past, way past 90 days. And I'm like, well, I guess my assignment don't stop. and for that reason like I know that it's a calling on my life like I know I have an anointing on my life I know this I've I've had this since I was little I've been having visions since I was little like my daughter my second daughter shouldn't even be here like I flipped over I got hit by a car pregnant in the street flipped over it in the middle of Collingwood three times landed on the top of the concrete and got up running I shouldn't even be here. My kids shouldn't even be here. She was born dead. Like the cord was wrapped around her neck. Wow. wow. I hope she know her purpose. I know. And that's where she, that's where she, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm that's my prayer because like, yeah. baby, you a miracle walking. Absolutely. Like I shouldn't even be here right now yeah. on top, uh, on top of other things that I did being in drive bys and you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. I shouldn't even be here right now. So I know that if God still got me right here, there's a bigger purpose for my life. And the biggest thing was when I turned, my mother died at 41. So when I for, turned 42, I, I don't got no choice but to get my life back to the person who gave, gave me, who created me. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. my mother didn't make it this far. Right. Yeah. I'm wondering when you think about those things, right? Do those produce tears? Do you, can you, do you notice that sometimes you can be sitting there thinking about, you know, how blessed you really are, 
you know, do you ever see, like, do those kind of produce tears as well? It showed me my strength, but it has brought me, um, I've noticed that when I look back over my life, um, you said this in, in one of your things, I noticed that I'm I'm on my knees a lot more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm yeah. I'm definitely on my knees yeah. a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And I used to be scared to praise around people. Mm-hmm. Now I don't even care. Great. I don't care where I'm at. Like, <laughs> I could be in the aisle. I don't Great. care where I'm at. Like, Great. especially, like, going through some of the things that I've been through with my kids and all of that, like, I dropped, I dropped down. I, my mm-hmm. daughter was experiencing some things in the hospital, and I dropped to my knees in the middle of Toledo Hospital emergency room. Yeah, yeah. Let me show you something. See, we, we, off, we often talk about pain has purpose, right? But no one wants to go through the pain. And so when we think about the focus, after you've gone through so much and you realize, like, wait, hold on, this right here is not important. Just as if I put my finger, you're right there, but if I put my finger out and I put all my focus, and I want you to try it, stick your finger out, and I want you to put all your focus on your finger. And right now, you're blurry. Mm -hmm. What's most important right now is what my focus is on. Mm -hmm. And so often, we begin to focus on everything around us instead of getting a singleness of mind. What is that? I want to heal. And when you came to counseling, it was like, I don't care about people judging me. I don't care right. about people thinking, right. I want to heal. I want to heal. You know? Yes. And that's the problem, right? Making sure we're not looking at everything else around us. I need to get I need to get laser focused. And when I'm focusing on this finger right here, all the stuff in the background, when I'm focusing on this finger right here, everything else is blurry. And so as you're moving forward, it's like focus. Focus on one thing. And watch how it overflow in your children, in your marriage, you know, your grandchildren. And watch how it overflow. But we be trying to fix everything. And mm-hmm. then that's where anxiety come in. And I was at that point where I was trying to fix everything and fix everybody mm-hmm. that I was left empty. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm like, I can't pour yes. from an empty cup. Yes. 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 But I was still trying to pour from an empty cup. Yes. Yes. And think about it. It's because that's what you knew. Caretaker, right? I just got to do it. And then we're upset, complaining, probably bitter, you know, mm-hmm. until we sit back and say, wait, hold on. This is not how I want to be. I don't want to be bitter. I want to be better. Right. You know? But yet you came and you trusted me with all of this stuff. Yeah. Like you trusted. You like laid it out. I trusted you once, though. I started to, I I read a book, um, I can't even think of what it is, but she has said, like, she literally had to pray about everything. Like, every decision she made, she literally had to pray about it. And it was always easy for me to pray about big things. It was the small things. So I began to start praying about the small things, the divine protection, the divine connection. And as I sat and I was praying and God led me to you. And I know why. Also, we kind of got the same background. We in the na- same neighborhood. You were older than me, but I see the change in you. So I see your talk match your walk. So I can trust you 
and I can be vulnerable with you. And I know you know where I'm coming from and you can understand me. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you not giving me book therapy. Right. right. <laughs> You're not giving yeah. me book therapy, but I can I can be vulnerable with you. I can trust you. I I know you like I know that you're not leading me in the wrong direction. Like I know I I know your heart. Yeah. I know your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you truly want to help people. Like, it's not about the titles. It's not about you or none of that. Mm-hmm. I've had people that like, oh, no, I'm this title. I'm this. Like, you be like, I'm Lashana. Right. <laughs> that yeah. the, all them letters behind my name. Yeah, yeah I earned that. But I'm Lashana. I'm Absolutely. here and I want to help you. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important for me as well, because I don't want someone else's pain to be my job security. And so my whole thing, that's what the agency is called. You can change. We say you change, but the can is Yeah, you show me the can, right? So it's you can change. And so for me, I believe, if I believe that, then when I'm working with you, I'm looking for change, right? And so if something is not changing, I'm going to be wondering, are you actually doing the thing or are you just comfortable coming to see me? Mm -hmm. Right? And again, I don't want your pain to be my job security. I'm looking for peers. You know, mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Some yeah, people. you told me like, okay, <laughs> you know, I this ain't you, you, but you, you told me that like this is not a forever thing. I want to get you to where you're elevated and you can move on your own. Like this is, I'm giving you the tools for you to move on your own. And you told me in the last session, like I see the change in you. Yeah. Like I'm so proud of you. I see the change in you. And it took for me to sit back at home after our session. I went home and I put up. I'm on what journal number three. <laughs> I put up my first journal and was reading it to now. And I'm like, I see the change in my own self, despite what anybody else might think or say. I know I didn't change. I know I I know my mindset has yeah. shifted because yeah. yeah. I know what my purpose is. Yeah. now. You know what I love right now? I see the change in you right now. Like you don't seem nervous. Just no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yes. What else did you write that you wanted to share in today's session? Um, what else did we have in here to talk about? Oh, um, I was meditating on our from our group session, okay. and you was like, "Don't put an opinion on it." That's what I've really been focusing on lately. Yeah. You know, every time you give me something, I focus on it till our next time. So. The last thing was uh, don't put an opinion on something. And as I sat and I journaled on that and I really looked back, I'm like, man, I had an opinion for everybody else's life. Everything everybody else had. Oh, no, they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't even be raising their kids that way. They should like I had an opinion about everything. And as I sat back and I started looking like I was so judgmental, like who am I to say she shouldn't raise her kid like that? Maybe she ain't know how to raise her kid. Maybe she's doing what she was shown. Yeah. So I started giving people grace. Mm. I love it. I love it. And check this out. You are putting a lot of energy in things that A, didn't concern you, and B, you can control. Because just like you were like, look at them, look at them, and they in their home doing whatever they're doing, right? Not thinking about you. We bring a lot of unnecessary stress to our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like life is going to already come with its level of stresses. 
But when I'm thinking about Tom, Jerry, and everybody else, it's like I'm adding more stress to my plate. That's unnecessary. Yeah. And I had to decrease myself off of social media. Oh, yep. Because yeah. everybody got an opinion about something. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody got an opinion about something. I'm like, and we ain't showing each other grace. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love that. You know, it's interesting. So you spiritual. We talk about that a lot. Um, and even with just just let's just use us. Right. Okay. Where you don't wear pants. And here I am sitting up here, jeans all cut up, right? You know, and you can be judging me like, oh, God, I'm so grateful that I'm not like her. And this is a parable in the Bible as well. I'm so grateful I'm not like her. Look at her. She's got on cut up jeans. You know, she'll be dancing around and this and that. And you don't even know I'm over here with God. Like, God, I thank you that I'm a sinner. And I thank you for your amazing grace. He said, which one do you think he hear the most? The one who said, I don't drink. I don't do this. I don't do that. You know, and that's the thing. Right. And understanding a lot of us don't have to understand it. Yeah, because we're going around. It's not about perfection. Yeah. It's about progress. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what I've been focusing on. Absolutely. And many people would try because of childhood trauma to be perfect. I was that person. Yes. I was that person. I was trying to be perfect. And even when I first started in the church, I was religion. Ah. I was religion. Yes. I was, oh, I can't wear my, I got to have my tattoos covered up. I'm riding past the church. I got to turn my music down because it's got cussing in it. Like I was so religion. And it was just like, I know something is different. This ain't what, oh, this, yeah. this ain't what it's supposed to be. Right. Yes. So I moved away from the church. I'm like, this ain't what it's supposed to be. But I know I needed something yes. because my mother had always instilled in me blind faith. Yes. 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 Yeah. So I know it was it was more to it than that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started my relationship on my own. Okay. okay. Getting to know God on my own. Okay. And you go to church now? Like yeah. you just pull back so you Yeah. Nope. I, I go to <laughs> okay. go to Canaan Manifested Word Church. Okay. All right. All right. That's, that's <laughs> Pastor Bishop Parker. Parker, yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Bishop Parker. Absolutely. Yes. Here here's the thing, right? That which we focus on the longest become the strongest. And so whether it's social media, whether it's movies, Netflix, music, whatever, we become the strongest, right? Whatever we focus on, it's going to get bigger. And so we can choose to focus on all the negativity of things that's going on in the world, or we can focus on how am I showing up? You know, can I be a light? Am I always talking about the negative stuff that's going on? Or am I coming to shed some light? Because where there's murders, there's new birth. Right. You know, right. you know, where there's depression, there's joy, you know, where there's suffering, somebody is healing. Right. Right. And so it's about what what do I and I choose to focus on the beautiful things, you know, because in all things the God I serve is absolutely aware of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I love yeah. you. I love yes. you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, before we end, I want to thank you for coming and allowing this session to be open to our people. Um, if someone wanted to start therapy or attend one of your groups or to reach you, how would they do that? They can call um, you change and the phone number is 419-214-9366. You change is on Southwick Boulevard, 5726 and it's suite 140. And you got a you change Facebook page too, don't you? Yes. 
Yeah. And my Lashana um, Townsend Alfred is really a business page okay. because under Lashana Alfred, I do trainings and um, um, seminars and different things like that. So they can follow me on Lashana Townsend Alfred on Facebook. All right. So before we end, we always end with um, the highlight of the day. So the highlight of the day today comes from Miss Jasmine Pope. And it says, talk to God and the therapist. I love it. So with that being said, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for coming again. This is what therapy is, y'all. Like this, this is, this is an actual session. Even if the cameras weren't here and we was in her <laughs> office and the door was closed, this is what we would really be doing. This is really a, um, a therapy session. So if you need it, try it. It works. <laughs> I'm walking proof. It works. So with that being said, thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you all next month. And I love you all. Have a blessed day.